Welcome everyone to the 33rd episode of The Cuckoo's Nest. This is Stephanie of Between Two Birds. So on the deck today, I have two things. I want to share how my work with complex PTSD is moving forward. And two, I wanted to share that my website is actually live now. So first, my complex PTSD journey. Um, For those who are just tuning in, I was diagnosed with complex PTSD back in April of 2020 through the work I was doing with my partner in couples counseling. Since then, I have read the seminal book for complex PTSD and, um, well, it's titled Complex PTSD and it's written by Pete Walker. And it was a very in-depth and personal introduction into complex PTSD. Now, of course, one source is never going to be enough for mental health issues, so I needed to go digging and looking for more resources. So I came across the Complex PTSD Workbook, um, written by Dr. Ariel Schwartz. And I have worked on it for about a week, and it's been tough, to be honest. I'm glad I read the book first because the ideas have marinated in my brain for the past several months. And the workbook is really jarring because it goes from, you know, a quick blurb about symptoms and then immediately asks you to identify them within yourself. Now, probably should have been doing that while I was reading the book and I tried as much as I could, but the workbook is forcing me to write it down. And I can feel myself getting a little triggered as I go through each page and I'm pacing myself. Um, So far, I've only gotten through 30 pages and it is, well, there's about 170 pages of work to do in here. So um, I'm not giving myself a timeline. Of course, I'm going to tackle it as I feel comfortable. But I did want to share an example of an unanticipated reaction that I had. So Uh, Here's a section, and it's titled Recognizing Shame. Now, I have a particular concept of shame by way of my culture. Like, you know, don't bring shame upon the family, and it's very important to uphold your um, professional responsibility as an attorney. I have very particular ideas of that, but I never took the time to really dig into whether or not I felt shame. So the idea of personal shame, I had never really thought about, never really named. And, you know, I just approached this section like I did any other page and started reading and then it really hit me. So I'm just going to share a blurb that um, really started to make me think or rethink um, my relationship with shame. So let's see, shame is characterized by the belief that you are quote unquote bad. This emotion is based upon a distorted sense of yourself as being unworthy, damaged, or a failure. Young children are completely dependent upon caregivers for a sense of safety and connection in the world. 
When parents are frightening, abusive, or unavailable, children can feel confused about who is at fault. Those sentences right there really cut me because I've never really named the characteristics that were jarring about my upbringing. And to be able to say that the caregiver role was distorted in my brain, I mean, that's an understatement, really. I... I'll keep going. When children witness something bad, they feel bad. Inaccurate and judgmental thoughts, such as the following, perpetuate shame. And just so you know, I checked off every single one. So the five examples. Quote, unquote, there must be something wrong with me. I'm so stupid. I can't seem to do anything right. I'm an emotional wreck. I'm just lazy. Every single one. I checked all of them off. Now, this isn't about just a moment of in time where you felt shameful. It's that your entire being and your brain is characterized by these feelings. You know, when I, to this day, I mean, it's not like I, I worked on this and magically became better. I... It's hard for me to say that I am worthy. It is hard for me to say that I am safe. Because I don't believe it right now. Like in my gut, it's not there. And, you know, after all of my readings, I totally understand that my nervous system is shot. You know, it's been decades of traumatic stress. And if anything, my pursuit of the law you know, just exposed me to way more stress than I should have taken on and amplified all of the characteristics about myself that perpetuate those negative thought cycles. Like if I messed up at work, it wasn't just, oh, I messed up. It's literally like, oh my God, I might lose my job. I might lose my house. I don't know what's going on. I never do anything right. I'll stop right there, but it goes on and on and on. The reason I'm highlighting this is because in my journey, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I wish I could tell you all. I wish I could outline the next 15 episodes and tell you all this is what I'm going to have for you. But I don't know. That's why it's a diary podcast. You know, I, I hop on here to let you know what's going on in my brain to share that This is how it can be, and maybe you're going through the exact same thing. My goal moving forward is to work through it um, on a day-to-day basis, actually, because the workbook is really – it's picking up on the momentum I built with the readings from Pete Walker. You know, my brain was already chugging along, thinking about it, really analyzing, you know, what are the beliefs that are holding me back? What are the beliefs that are imposed upon me? And what are the ones that I actually internalized and need to completely undo? And 
the workbook is encouraging that thought, but in a very structured way, right? It's approaching first, what are the symptoms? And then this is how you heal. And then here are examples, basically troubleshooting. What if you feel like this one day? Here's a practice you can do. And it's all wishy-washy because I can't quantify anything. I mean, I can log the hours I've put into it, but it's not like I can say I'm 30% better after reading it or working on it. I know it's going to be, you know, up and down and sideways and backwards. And one of the things I definitely appreciate from all this work is learning that some of my physical symptoms actually um, stem from my complex PTSD. Um, I used to be incredibly underweight uh, to the point where I would organize blood drives and couldn't give blood myself because I weighed too little. And here's the unfortunate thing. Society rewards a lot of characteristics that we all know are unhealthy, but we still covet it when we see someone else with it, right? Money, um, being fit, um, beauty, fame, all of that. And so I was almost rewarded externally for being incredibly thin. Now I know that my body was probably incredibly stressed and I was constantly hypervigilant. And that's not the right way for anybody to be. Um, that's literally like the wounded animal idea. And I am trying to work my way through it. And I'm trying to accept that my body is different now. That's one of the side effects, I guess. When I'm finally doing things for me, eating healthy, I'm going to look different. <laughs> and it's been hard to even contend with that because I've always had an idea of what I look like physically. And it's still that version, unfortunately. So every time I look in the mirror, I'm still comparing, you know, 32-year-old me to 21-year-old me, which is saying it out loud is stupid. <laughs> um, anyways, that's enough about mental health. Um, now about my website. So I just decided that because I needed a space for all of my writings and all of my creativity to be on display, I went all in. <laughs> um, the URL is just Steph T. Fam, S-T-E-P-H-T as in Tom, P-H-A-M as in Mary, dot com. Um, I built it through WordPress. And dude, it has changed a lot over however many years since I last used it. Um, it's so much more user-friendly and I get to play around while also having a lot of built-in features. So I'm just having fun, to be honest. Um, you know, when I'm just watching TV or we're watching the news, I'm just like, oh, let me let me dress up this page. This looks really nice. Or what would I want to be able to see or click on? So everything is clickable. <laughs> I've, I've hyperlinked everything because I'm like, mm, that doesn't explain anything. Let me just explain it with some uh, outside resources. So seriously, if you have the time, just go on and, and check it out. There's really nothing beyond what you've 
heard or seen so far, I just decided to put it all together in one place. So I actually got to type out my reading list and I do have links to some of my book recommendations. So you'll get to actually see a link to the complex BTSD workbook on there. So yeah, it's been live for a little while now, I'd say for um, a week or so at this point. And I did a little, you know, soft launch because I just didn't want it to glitch or whatever. But again, WordPress has really figured it out and um, it looks fun to me. It's very simple. It's almost just a landing spot for all things Stephanie, like career, mental health, um, random recommendations, whatever. It's just a little space I wanted to have online. And um, that's it for now. I am excited for you all to listen to the full-length um, second episode of Between Two Birds. I did a little bit of a pivot and decided to just focus on the religious liberty order from the Supreme Court because it was just so much, there was so much to say. Um, and I will focus on student debt cancellation in February. So that's all for now. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you guys are enjoying the cuckoo's nest. This is Stephanie.